my company and my organization, I only want self-driven creatives with a world-class standard that are going to come in and make my company better. That's the job. This is Lead with Culture. I'm Kate Volman, and on this episode, we're talking about the best strategies to attract and retain great talent. In fact, my guest today has attracted some of the best people in the world in his industry to work for his organization, and they took a pay cut to do it. Yeah, so crazy. You'll find out how on this episode. My guest is Glenn Lundy. He has dedicated the past 25 years of his life to the automotive industry and has built a reputation as a respected professional in the field. He is the founder of the 800% Elite Automotive Club, a membership-based organization for people in the automotive space. He hosts a daily morning show called The 800% Club, where he shares his insights and knowledge to help people around the world unlock their full potential. Enjoy my conversation with Glenn. So just so everyone knows, we are speaking to the number one speaker in America. Glenn just got that title, just earned that title. I'm sorry, you earned that title. How does that feel? You know, it's awesome. It's one thing to feel a certain way. Most of my life, I've always felt like I had a gift of speaking, but it's another thing to have to go into a competition with 27,000 people and to have thousands and thousands of people vote and to give me the crown of the greatest speaker in America. It's been pretty incredible. So I'm incredibly grateful for all the people that cheered and chanted and texted and sent in and submitted and they whittled it down to the top four. Those top four performed at GrowthCon, 10X Growth Conference, big business conference in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. And then the audience, which there was about six or 7,000 people in the audience live, and then another 35,000 online, the audience voted and <laughs> they picked this guy. So, so cool and very well Amazing. deserved, especially with all of the work that you do Thank with you. your morning show that you have. And just, I mean, how many shows have you done online? 1,168. Talk about consistency. So <laughs> incredible. That's full on 30 minute shows. And then just content wise, my team and I were looking to hire somebody right now to go through and reorganize our Dropbox. We have 1.9 terabytes of content we've created over the last seven years. You definitely have a vision, a mission that you're on. I'm really excited to talk to you because I feel like we could go in two different directions here, but today we're talking specifically about your business, how you're building it. You're so intentional about how you've been building it. Before we dive into it, what is your definition of culture when you think about company culture? To me, culture is the line in the sand that we draw as a business leader that sets the expectations of what we will and will not tolerate within our companies. I know a lot of people like to talk about, you got to develop the culture, you got to have the saunas and you got to have the nap pods like Google and you got to have all these different things. And you might need those things if that is a part of your vision, but ultimately it's the line. And so we have a line in our company. The line in our company is a line of excellence. World-class is really the word that we like to use around here. And so With our company, everything that we do is with a world-class mindset. 
And the expectation on every employee is that they perform at a world-class level. Now, we've taken a playbook out of Netflix, and Netflix has a culture of freedom and responsibility, which is amazing. There's a 128-page PowerPoint document about creating a culture of freedom and responsibility. And so we have one policy, and our policy here is to act in the best interest of the company. Nobody has a schedule. They can take as much time off of work as they want to take off. I don't care about how we get the results. All I know is that we deliver and expect world-class performances from our products and from our people. And so culture to me is just the line in the sand. Where do you draw the line in the sand for your company and then build to that? You're so intentional about building your team. And I find it so fascinating because not only are you super intentional about it, you're very public about it about how the way you talk about it, the way you talk about building your team, how you've implemented these different ideas into your organization over the past couple of years, which I love because it's inspiring for other leaders to know that there's a lot of different ways to build a really incredible team. You're in the automotive space, which is interesting. What have been some of the challenges that you've seen in the automotive space and in building your company to support them? It's a lot. It's a relentless amount of intentional time invested to build the company. But that's not the hard part to me. Because we're so clear on what we're trying to build and what we will tolerate and won't tolerate, that part's been pretty easy. The most difficult part has been we are introducing a completely new way of thinking in the auto industry. There is no one else out there that does what we do. There's no competition. Bill Hauser, he's like, dude, you got to find the people that are doing what you do your biggest competition and we learn from them and so on and so forth. I'm like, bro, I don't have anybody. There's literally no one in the industry. And so it's been very challenging getting owners of dealerships, people that have been doing things a certain way for a very long time, getting them to understand how important it is, especially during this day and age, that we shift the culture in their dealership, that we really do get some clarity on what they're doing. Most owners of car dealerships in this industry believe that their job is to sell cars and that's not their job. It's never been their job. And that's why most of them do an average job at best. The dealerships that truly excel understand that the cars have nothing to do with it. It's their job to develop their people. And when they develop their people, they just accidentally sell a whole bunch of cars. And so we go in and we have to really shift that for some people that have been very successful. Most of my clients are millionaires. They're high net income earners. So they've had success, but good is the enemy of great. And so we're teaching people how to truly be excellent, not just be good. That is true in every industry, right? Like businesses think that we're all unique, but there's so many similarities. And a leader's number one role is to help their team grow. And that is what you're helping people do in that industry, which is huge, which such an incredible opportunity. I'm going to argue with you just a little, not argue, we're, we're lying about the leader's number one role is marketing. We have to get attention on the business. That's the number one responsibility of the leader. Because when we get attention on the business, that's how we drive revenue. That's how we drive clients. And it's how we attract people. Right. Their number two but, role is to but develop their people. I'm you could, because you know I'm not going to just sit on that. <laughs> you know. You <laughs> so the leader 
gets the right team, develops the right team, the right marketing person, the right marketers to actually build and develop and get that attention on there as well. Like the leader's role is to get the right people on the team and develop those people. Correct. We can't get the right people on the team if we don't market the company, right? Because the right people, like winners want to work with winners. Champions want to work with champions, right? Deadbeats just go take jobs wherever. And so in order to build a world-class organization, and this is why you talked about it earlier, you're like, Glenn, you're always talking about how you acquire your talent and the things that you're doing in your company. And it's very inspiring, right? That's because I want Kate Volmans of the world to go, golly, I would love to go freaking work with that guy. And so that's why I share all the things. So it's marketing. I'm drawing attention. I'm saying, hey, look at me. Our company is amazing. You should come work here. And then once people come into the organization, then we go, okay, now that we've attracted top talent, it's our job now to really squeeze them freaking juice out of that thing yeah all right so (laughs) so let's let's dig into the people because when I originally reached out to you uh to to do this podcast it was it wasn't long after you had made this statement and I thought man that's crazy so you're building this team you're driving this business you're making all these shifts and changes and like all entrepreneurs right you're navigating through the business and you said I am hiring the most incredible people. And by the way, those people are the most talented at what they do. And they're coming to work for me and they're taking a pay cut to come work for me and build this organization because you've painted that vision. Like that is a huge statement to make. Your people are taking pay cuts to come work for Glenn Lundy and build out. Huge pay cuts, not small pay cuts. Like example, I have two guys that were making half a million dollars a year that quit their job to come work for me. One came and worked for me for free for five months. And the other one, he quit a half a million dollar a year job to come work for me for 60K. And then I have three others that were making 200, 250 grand a year. And they quit to come work for me at 60K a year. I have one lady, she was making uh, 90, she quit come work for me for 60. (laughs) Now, of course, they're not going to make 60 forever. And they have upside to make way more than that. They will all make more than that in the long run. But they want to be a part of a growing, thriving, winning culture. And the places that they're currently at are paying them big bucks, but they don't feel like they're growing. where did you find, how did you invite them into that conversation? And what made them say yes to taking that kind of a pay cut. I mean, my goodness. Here's what's super crazy, right? So I'm telling a story and I'm painting a picture of an 800% life. People are like, well, what the heck does that mean? Right? 800%. Well, I believe that you can have it all. I believe that you can win in your relationships. You can win financially. You can win spiritually. You can win in your fitness. You can win in your career. This whole BS story we've been told where you have to sacrifice this for that and you're going to lose this to gain that. It's not real. You can win all the way across the board. There's seven pillars of life. So we've got faith, fitness, family, finances, friends, career, and self, right? Our mental health. So when you're winning in all seven, that's what I call an 800% life because you unlock that 800% because we're winning in seven pillars. And so I paint the picture of that online. Everyone knows that I am a world-class husband. 
Everyone that knows me knows that I'm a world-class father. Everyone that knows me knows that I take care of myself physically. Everybody that knows me knows that financially I'm doing okay. We've got a jet in a 9,700-square-foot building. Everyone knows that I got cool-ass friends. I hang out with freaking Grant Cardone and Tim Story, Danelle Delgado. So they see me winning in all these different areas, and they're like, I want that. So every one of my employees, it wasn't them saying yes to me. It was me saying yes to them. They came to me and said, hey, Glenn, I want to come work with you. Can I come be a part of your team? And this is what I told every one of them, Kate. You would be an idiot <laughs> to come work for me. What do you mean you want to come work for me? You're making half a million bucks a year. Dude, you got it freaking made. You're 28 years old. You're making half a million dollars a year. And you know what they all say? I don't care about the money, man. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better husband. I want to do things with my kids on the weekends. Like, I want to live a full life where I feel like I'm growing and I'm winning in all the areas. Because most of my employees were winning financially and winning in their career, struggling at home struggling in relationships, struggling with their kids, struggling to take care of themselves fitness-wise, right? Most of them were winning in two or three areas and losing in the rest. And they don't want that. So it was me saying yes to them, like, okay, I guess you can come work for me. And that's literally how it's been for every one of my employees. I have at least 45 additional resumes in the pipeline of people that want to come be a part of our organization. And so as we continue to grow and scale, we'll start to reach out to some of them, I guess. Basically describing dream manager. Like that's what it is, right? Like with your people have dreams. Everyone has dreams. When we have dreams and you as the leader is saying, yeah, I care about your dreams. And when you get to work with Glenn and when you get to be part of this team, he cares enough that, yeah, I'm going to help you achieve those dreams. I'm going to bring you alongside and we're going to achieve, not only do you get to achieve your dreams personally, but now you're building and achieving the dreams professionally and building a business together, which is so exciting. You get to do both of those things. And that's what people want. We want progress. We want to get better. We want to grow. People want to do cool stuff. We travel and we have events everywhere and we hang out with cool people and they're like, let's go do cool stuff. I do cool stuff with my team all the time. Last week, we're all in Nashville, Tennessee at the Gaylord Opryland. I'm having an event down there and I'm not like, oh, well, it's my event. So I'm going to go and I'm going to bring like three people to save cost. I'm like, dude, everyone's invited. Bring your wife, bring your kids. There's a water park. They bring their families. We do fun stuff together that offsets this culture that we've created in society where we think people are going to go work for the highest bidder. And that's not what it's all about. It's when you can create an environment where people can chase their dreams and live a fulfilled life. You're not only painting the vision, like you're walking the walk, like you completely practice what you preach and people see that. It's very clear with some leaders that are out there and they just paint this vision and their words are not in alignment with their actions. But when both of those things happen, that's when you're creating a lot of trust in the organization and you're building this great culture where people feel supported and heard. And one of the things that I also notice and recognize is your understanding of everyone's got their superpower. Let people use their superpower and give them the autonomy to try different things. And as long as the mission is very clear, which is a challenge for a lot of leaders in that they're working with people, they aren't really clear what their role is. They aren't really clear what winning looks like. And as you're building your team, 
what does that look like in your organization? Like, how does your team know what winning looks like, that they're doing a great job, they know how they're being evaluated, they're on a growth trajectory, and the objectives and mission of the organization and their role is getting accomplished every day? Yeah, so everything's tied to results. We have a conversation in the very beginning. These are the expectations that I have from you. And one of those expectations that we set right out the gate with every employee that I hire is I tell them, I need you to tell me what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. If I have to tell you what to do, then I don't need you. That's just facts. If I can do it, then I don't need you. When I hire people, I'm like, this is the result that we're trying to get. This is what I believe your skill set is. Tell me if I'm wrong. Once we plug you in, I expect you to come to the table and say, here's how I'm going to make the company better. For example, Casey, she does all our paid social media marketing on Facebook and all of our paid digital. And the first three months that she was here, her and I had three conversations. Each time was for her to tell me what we needed to do and what she needed to be successful. She just got in, did the job, figured it out, and she's a freaking rock star. She is amazing. She's got her little space here. We have a 9,700 square foot place based on their personalities. I let them pick their offices wherever they want them. She's back here in the corner. She comes to work. She does her job. She's a team player, but at the same time, she likes to lock in, put her headphones on, and get her freaking job done, right? And that's what we let her do. And so clear expectations of the result. I don't care how we get there. If I'm saying, okay, well, here's what you need to do. You need to make 18 phone calls. You need to send four videos. You need to do three text messages. And you're going to follow up on this many leads. And you're going to contact this. And you're going to do this. And you're going to do that. If I have to do that, dude, I'll just do it. <laughs> I don't want to teach you to do it. I'll just do it myself. So instead, I'm like, I need you to sign four dealers a month. Here's the tools that we have at your disposal, and I will invest in anything else that you need that you think you need to be successful. Anything. My people come to me. Brandon came to me the other day. He's like, bro, my computer's 100 meg max on internet. I need faster downloads so I can create more content. Great. Here's the Amex. Go get what you want. And so they just know that there is a result that I expect and that it's up to them to figure out how to get that result and to do it with integrity, with honor, never cheat, never lie, never steal, always act in the best interest of the company. And if I have to tell you what to do, we have a problem. You're giving them the autonomy <laughs> to do the work, right? Which is what people want. This is the end result and make it happen. And they can come to me and they can say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you help? Or I need a little guidance over here. Or, I need some clarity in this piece. That stuff's okay. But if I have to literally hold your hand and walk you through, I'm sorry, there's 8 billion people on this planet. But in my company, in my organization, I only want self-driven creatives with a world-class standard that are going to come in and make my company better. That's the job. They're not here because I think I know it all and they need to continue what I've built. Uh -uh. Make my company better. Make us more efficient. Show me a better strategy. Show me a better way. Bring something to the table. Add value to the marketplace. And when you have a whole team of people doing that, it's a dream come true for me. I don't have to manage anybody. Everybody can come and go as they please. This morning in the meeting, my five sales guys were sitting there discussing how they feel they would be able to produce better if they had a more structured schedule. Having that flexibility, they find that they're not producing at the level they want to produce. So they sat down today as a group 
and put together their own hardline schedule. I didn't put it in place. I don't care when they get here, just drive the result. So they did that on their own because they knew that they were performing here. The expectation is here. And so they're figuring out on their own what they have to do to bridge that yeah. gap. And that's what you want, Kate. They have such high standards for themselves that they can't help but level up my company in the process. And I just go, I trust you. You work with a lot of people from like the top, top level CEOs making millions of dollars to different car dealerships and the people that run them. And just the work that you do on your morning show. I mean, you're in touch with kind of everybody, all different walks of life. What do you feel like are the biggest challenges right now? What do you feel like are the commonalities among people and the conversations that you're having with them when they're trying to grow and build? Well, ego is definitely the biggest obstacle in most people's growth. People feel like they're so attached to a thought, a system, a process, a belief, and they're trying to get everyone else to buy into. So now you come and buy into it. And that just slows growth big time on any scale. I've got multi-millionaire car dealers. They've been very successful for a very long time. So when they bring people in, they're like, you need to do it my way or the highway, as they say. And that keeps them small because in all honesty, there's no one person that is smarter than the collective. It just doesn't exist. And so when we shut off people's ability to be creative, when we let our egos get in the way of other people being able to contribute to our vision of what we have, we have core values. Our company does three things. It brings people together, equips them with the tools they need to succeed, and inspires people to be great. That's what our company does. Now, how we do those three things, <laughs> we can do it through a conference, we can do it through a show, we could do it through posts on social media, we could do it through a workshop, we could do it through a charitable event, we can do it through having an intimate gathering on a remote island. Like, I don't care how we bring people together, equip them with the tools they need to succeed and inspire them to be great. Whereas I see most companies are so stuck on like, no, dude, you grab the shirt, you put it here, you freaking press the thing, you lift it up, you freaking put the shirt on the hanger, and this is how we freaking do it, right? So do it my way or get out of here. So that's what I would say is the biggest obstacle is people's egos. Just let go of how things work. Technology changes, psychology changes, ultimate principles of business never change, but the vehicles change all the time methods change all the time. Because as you're talking, I'm thinking about your trajectory over the past few years that we've known each other and just seeing as you're building and growing your organization, there's been some pivots, some changes, some decisions that you've made. I'm so curious, how do you make decisions? Are we changing names? Are we changing structure, what we're doing and how we're operating? What does that look like for you? There's a couple powerful words in the English language that if more leaders would use I feel like they'd be more adaptable. So two words that more leaders should use are, I think. Not I know, not this is how it is, but I think. So very often when I talk to my team, I say, I think this is a good idea. And then the four words that leaders should use more often that they don't use enough is then I turn it around and I say, what do you think? So that's my system. I've got an idea. I bring it to the table. My team, we meet every single morning, right? And I say, I think we should X, Y, Z. And then I follow that with, what do you think? 
Or sometimes even better, I'll go in and I'll say, what do you think about X, Y, Z? And I'll get all their feedback. And then I'll say, well, I think. And so we collaborate. And in collaboration, sometimes my team goes, that is a stupid idea. We're not going to do that. Or they might validate and they might say, hey, yeah, I could see how that could be beneficial. I'm talking every member of my team. The accounting people give me feedback. My marketing people give me feedback. My sales people give me feedback. My executive assistant, she gives me feedback. I inspire them. That's what's important, right? The intention is for us to act in the best interest of the company and constantly moving, growing, and scaling. And so we as individuals yeah. want to be better. And as a company, we want to be better. We appreciate the supporters of our lives, of course, but yeah. there are people that you know that you can call and to have a team that you know are not just a bunch of yes people that are just going to push back, that are going to question. That's when you get to have really healthy conflict in an organization, which is really good. And it can be fun to have those healthy conflicts because you know it's out of love and you know it's out of what's best for the organization. But you have to create that kind of culture. It spreads, right? It's not just to me. So for example, last week we had our event. One of our employees, she said, I just want you to know I'm really disappointed that you left right at the end of the event. All of the rest of us were left behind to carry and load everything up and clean up. And you just jumped in the car and shot out of there. I understand that your wife was there. I understand that you had your kid, but like you weren't being a team player. It was a very selfish action on your part. And he received that and was like, you're right. I'll work on that. I know that sometimes I put myself in front of the team and I need to work on doing that. And it's a very healthy conversation. And so by me leading the charge on that, by allowing them to talk to me like that, they talk to each other that way and they develop each other. He'll be a better team player now because she called him out. I think it's a phenomenal way to develop a culture is to have one where instant feedback in real time with great intention and love. And that's such self-awareness. I'm sure somebody is listening right now going, where are those people? Can I find people like that? So many of you are settling. You just settle. You say, oh, I can't find good people. Well, you can't find good people because, A, you suck at marketing and you're not telling the story of why people should work for you. That's your first problem. And then the second problem is you have this limiting belief that there's a small pool of population of people that want to freaking go to work. That is straight up BS, dude. There's 8 billion people. People will move. People will quit jobs. People will do anything to go feel seen and feel like they have an opportunity to chase their dreams. So you got to break out of that, man. There's people like this everywhere. What is one thing that has surprised you the most over the past two years in building your business? The thing that has surprised me the most in building my business the last two years has been the rate of rapid advancements in technology that now allow us to do in five years what used to take a hundred. There's a guy named Ross Dawson. He's the greatest futurist of our time is what he's labeled as. He says that technology and human evolution is going to advance 2,000 years in the next 100 years. So when you do the backwards math on that, that's 100 years in the next five. So what used to take 100 years can now be done in five. And you say, well, that sounds crazy. Well, is it? There's a website that everyone should go to. It's vidyo.com. AI, V-I-D-Y-O dot A-I. I have people that edit my videos. I pay a lot of money for people to edit my videos. On Sunday, I went to vidyo.ai 
and I uploaded a 45 minute video that was on YouTube of me giving a keynote. Five minutes later, I had 12 reels, 12 square format, and 12 YouTube shorts. Automatically cut with captions, headers and footers. I could change the color. I could change the logo. I could trim out the video to make it a little longer if I wanted to, or a little bit shorter if I wanted to very, very easily. It happened in five minutes. I had 36 pieces of content. So then I pulled an interview that I had done with Grant Cardone, pulled it off YouTube, dropped it in there, clicked in. It spit out 42 more pieces of content. Then I pulled a recent interview that I did at uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I dropped it in and I got another 38 pieces of content, I believe it was. So in less than one hour, I had over 100 pieces of perfect, awesome quality content and I don't know how to edit video. That tool to get 100 reels normally would have took me months and a lot of money. I did it in an hour. There's another one called 11labs.io. Same day, Sunday, I uploaded a three-minute video of me speaking. Two seconds later, a chat box popped up. So I typed in the chat box. This is my executive assistant. Jessica Bailey is a rock star. She deserves a raise. I want you to pay her $1 million a year and give her a $500,000 bonus. And I typed that in the chat and I hit enter. And all of a sudden, my voice came through my ears saying, Jessica Bailey's a rock star. You need to pay her a million dollars a year and give her a $500,000 bonus. If I would have played that soundtrack to my accounting, they would have wrote her a check for 500 grand. I couldn't believe it. And it happened in seconds. So then I went to chat GPT, which we've all heard of. I wrote, write a three minute inspiring speech in the voice of Glenn Lundy on living an 800% lifestyle. And I pushed enter and it spit out a three minute deal in seconds. I copied and pasted it into 11labs.io pushed a button and it read it in my voice. I hit download, took the audio file, went into video.ai, took a bunch of old content, dropped it, turned it into this hodgepodge of reels and squares, took the audio, slapped it on top of the video, and now we had three minute videos professionally put together and done in seconds. We have the ability now to do in five years what used to take a hundred. And to me, that's been the most shocking thing as I've built this business from literally nothing. Here we are now, the company's probably worth about $12 million. And the trajectory is crazy of where we're going because we're literally just getting started. But it used to take so much longer to do these things and it no longer does. So that to me has been the most shocking thing. It doesn't matter where you are in life right now. You can be at level zero. You can have zero dollars in your pocket, zero experience, zero wisdom, zero knowledge. And five years from now, you can have a billion dollar company. That is such an inspiring thought to end on. Just this idea that you can, in three years, look at all the things that you've accomplished. Everything is available to us. And I love that you talked about people with this conversation around this idea that yes, 
There are good people. They do want to work. They do want to grow. They do want to be part of an organization that is doing big things. And if you care about them and you care about their dreams and you help them achieve those dreams simply by allowing them to be part of your journey, it's a beautiful space, a beautiful place to play. I just have one more question just because I'm curious to know since you've been so intentional about building this business and you're constantly in the pursuit of becoming the best version of yourself and you're constantly growing and learning and developing, what is one skill that you could magically gain overnight? What would it be? I don't even need the skill. I can make videos in a heartbeat. I can layer freaking audio. I can voice synthesize. There's another AI app that I use this morning. It's a music making app, non-copyright music making AI. You put what kind of theme you want, what kind of emotion you want, what kind of instruments you do or don't want, what kind of speed, if you want it to be more hip hoppy or more country or whatever. And in two seconds, it spits out like 30 audio beats. I am now a musician. I am an artist. I did this and sent it to Grant Cardone the other day because I went to another AI app. I forget what it's called, but I typed in, draw a picture of Grant Cardone flying through the air like Superman. Two seconds later, Mid Journey. That's what that one's called, Mid Journey. And that's in Discord. So I'm an artist now. I'm a musician. I'm a filmmaker. I'm a voice synthesizer. I'm a world-class husband. I'm a world-class father. I'm joking somewhat. But I just want everyone to know that the world is our oyster. And so there's no skill that's developed overnight. I've learned to learn. I think that learning to learn was the best skill that I ever acquired in my whole life. I'm just so dang curious. And I love learning. And people are like, well, that's cheating. It's all about the journey and what you learn along the way and all that crazy crap. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, you take the journey and learn along the way. And I'm going to take the shortcuts and figure out how to build hey, my business, build my dream and make an impact. So while you're over there freaking grunting it out, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to figure out how to do it faster. It's just a different journey. So you're enjoying it just as much, if not more, with all these tools that you have. So what is the best way for people to find you, connect with you, and get them involved with your morning show? Just go to Glenn Lundy. GlennLundy.com connects to all my stuff. And we can connect. And if we resonate, if you like this vibe and this energy, then let's get to know each other a little bit better. If not, good luck. Best of luck to you. I wish you all the greatness in the world. I think everybody should win and can win. And I'll celebrate your wins from a distance. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're not pumped, I don't know what's going to pump you up because Glenn's energy is infectious. So many great strategies that he shared. And again, it's so inspiring to know that when we build a really great culture, when we build something, when we have that vision and mission painted out for people to see that we can attract really incredible people to come work with us to come say, hey, yes, I want to be part of that mission. I want to be part of that vision. And he is really living what we at Floyd talk about, which is your organization can only become the best version of itself to the extent that your people are becoming better versions of themselves. And so if you are interested in learning more about building a dynamic culture where people love coming to work and accomplishing great things together, where people are talking about your organization so you can attract and retain really great talent, we would love to talk to you. First, we have our free culture assessment that you can take, which will help you get your culture score. You can figure out where your company culture lies today, you can go to floydcoaching.com slash culture to get that free assessment. And we also invite you to learn a little bit more about the Dream Manager program. 
it's an opportunity for you to have a dream manager in your organization that serves as the ultimate life coaching program for your people. Because if I help you recognize that maybe you've fallen out of love with your dreams or maybe you've stopped dreaming. And when you can encourage your team members to dream again, they become more engaged in their life and then they become more engaged in their business, right? That is what it's about. You can go to thedreammanager.com to check that out. We would love to talk to you. Either way, if you haven't yet written a review for Lead with Culture, we would so appreciate it if you not only gave a review, but also gave us a five-star rating. We would love to hear what you have to say about the show, what you like about it. Maybe there's some leaders in your organization that you're like, hey, we should have my leader on the show. We would love to hear from you as well. We always love connecting with great people that care about their team, their people, and creating a great culture. So we appreciate you. And until next time, Lead with Culture.